Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, and this is episode number 94, The Man on the Crucifix. This is another mystery out of uh, Australia. Uh, it involves a uh, unidentified male who has not been identified for 24 years, who is found on a metal, secured to a metal cross. And we will get into the story in just a second. But in t- today in Connecticut, we are down in the teens. It is cold. It's getting colder. So all of you in a warm place, be thankful you're there. So our star- story is going to start. This man was also called the Rack Man. The Rack Man story. Uh, so... A fishing boat named the Lady Marion had set out with a crew of trawling nets on the Hawksby River in search of uh, squid. And as they were trawling with the nets, the net caught onto something that was heavy. Um, the boat captain at the time was Mark Pedersen. Um, once they realized the weight of the object that was inside of the uh, trawling net, they decided to pull up the nets. <clears throat> and Pedersen says, as I pulled it in the net, I saw there were plastic bags tied to it. It is means a, cru- a metal crucifix. And then I saw a bone stuck out of one of the bags. And it has here a body wrapped in plastic bags was tied to a steel frame crucifix, wires and rope across the torso, wrist, and the neck, which bound him to the crucifix. Uh, interesting thing about this is, uh, in some additional readings that I had done about it, was the crucifix was the exact size of the the victim. Therefore, this was a premeditated a pre, premeditated uh, homicide. Um, the individual also had a uh, a known gambling hag- habit, which may have uh, brought him into a place where he didn't want to be. Um, there was a facial reconstruction done. I believe his face is probably on any internet site you could want to find if you put the, uh, the man on the crucifix or the rack man. Uh, they figure his age was about 20, 21 to 40. Uh, he was about, let me see, I'm trying to convert this into American terms. Uh, give, or, give or take about about five five eight, um, and it says here the interesting thing it says here is the body remains refrigerated in a uh, Sydney morgue, which um, I believe I'm going to just check while we're we're online here, but I, I do believe that 
there was some additional uh, DNA done on this man, and I'm trying to figure out uh, if what what it was. Okay, man identified after 25, a 25-year-old case is referred to Cold Case Homicide Squad. And this was um, done on August, or August 31st of, uh, looks like 2018. Let me see. The original, the original uh, the cross was actually uh, pulled up on August 11th of uh, 94. Um, the interesting thing it was a um, it was a uh, steel framed metal cross, and I'm assuming by what they're saying here, the noose was was wrapped around the man's neck, uh, along with bits of wire attaching him to the, the steel frame of the cross, which I believe, even though his head was in and his body was in plastic. I believe it was more more than likely uh, he may have been alive, but I'm, I'm looking at the coroner's report. According to the coroner's report, the coroner ruled that the cause of death was blunt force uh, head injury, uh, which is kind of interesting because uh, the significance of the cross, whatever significance it had at one time, um, would have been more purposeful if the victim was alive but for some reason they killed him first which from a psychological perspective doesn't doesn't really doesn't really make too much sense because I mean if you're going to do that I mean why wouldn't you just put some rocks and dump the body into the water why would you go through all of this stuff um Basically, the, the clothing that he had on was uh, pretty much eroded, worn away, uh, fingerprints, uh, any type of body um, markings. Uh, it's since been rotted away, deteriorated away. Um, the only really thing you had there is the bone or the... Um, the bone or the uh, cartilage inside to do DNA testing. It's, it's interesting because I actually just pulled up a um, an original uh, newspaper clipping which says, Sinister Man of Watery Grave. Okay, let's see. A grizzly catch. Let me see. They, they, have, they have the cross. And the funny thing is, I, I don't know if I would not. You know what? No, I think the crucifix is just a, um, yeah, this, no, the, it's, it's not a crucifix. This is, this is, this is, this is one of these bolstering or selling points or, or, or buzzwords. By the looks of, by the looks of the design of this thing, it was most certainly in no means a, uh, a crucifix. It had, it had a vertical pole with one, two, three, four horizontal, uh, um, pieces of steel attached, which probably meant that it was actually, um, it was, it had already been designed for something. Um, although the interesting thing is the positions of these, uh, 
horizontal crosses are exactly where his elbow joints were, the knee joints, foot, and neck. So that that in itself is um, that in itself is a little bit interesting because um, it does lead to believe that this may have been specifically designed for him. Or it may have been one big coincidence, but whatever the fact is, it is not a like crucifix. Crucifix. It's a it's a piece of metal with a vertical and four horizontal piece of metal frame to it. Um, they they determined that he was probably submerged for about two years. I'm just trying to see if I can find anything here in the newspaper, see what the newspaper says. The, the article is kind of small, so I'm going to just try to enhance it a little bit here while I'm looking at it. Let me see, bring it down a little bit. Um, I'm trying to find out. Okay, the, the Les Ken, uh, Kennedy was the individual that wrote it. The fishing boat Lady Marion uh, was tra trawling for squid in a creek bordering the Kuringay National Park on Thursday when it snagged a heavy metal object. When skipper or captain Neil Patterson, for some reason they have another name for him, dragged a, a cru uh, curious object. It wasn't a crucifix. They see here it says curious object. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this is where the term crucifix probably came from, because uh, this was one of the original reports. Curious object on board, he found it was a homemade metal frame to which uh, lashed the decomposing body of an unidentified male wrapped in plastic. It is believed that the body had been submerged for about two years in seven meters or 21 feet of water uh, off of Flint and Steel Beach popular mooring spot for uh, holiday uh, markers, uh, holiday holiday makers and houseboats. Not sure exactly what that means, but I guess in English terms, it's a vacation place for boaters. Looked like some sort of uh, tracksuit or something like that, uh, Mr. Peterson said yesterday. I was in, it was inside a, a plastic bag, looked pretty much intact. There were a few tears in the plastic, and you could see the bones. There, there didn't seem to be any flesh or anything on it. Uh, whoever put it there didn't want it to be found. Uh, had been welded together specifically for the job and was heavy enough not to float. Peter says said whoever dumped the body was probably not very familiar with the area. It's a heavily trawled part of the uh, local waterways and it was bound to show up someday. Peterson's gruesome discovery may prove to be one of the, of Sydney's most intriguing mysteries. Well, okay, so intriguing part of the mystery, one, is that the, the cross, the crucifix is not a crucifix. So let's get that right out. Um, let me see. The media dubbed him Rackman because it does. It does. The metal looks more like a rack than it does a, a cross. Um, no one came forward to identify him, obviously not even a skeleton. How the hell they know who he was? He was held at the Glebe Morgue for more than uh, two decades. 
known as Unknown Human Remains E58293. Rackman was still unidentified, but someone out there had killed him. And that was 24 years ago. I'm just trying to go through other things. Identifying Rackman. At the end of uh, August of 2018, SW uh, NSW Police Deputy State Coroner Paul McMahon officially ruled that the, the mysterious remains belonged to 37-year-old Sydney man and gambler known as Max Tanchevich. Well, if he's a gambler man, then we kind of uh, got an idea. Uh, he was last seen by his partner leaving leaving their home in uh, Newton, Sydney on uh, January 11th of 83. Uh, he was uh, <clears throat> known to travel up to up the Gold Coast on great gambling sprees, <clears throat> so so no suspicion was initially uh, reported. <clears throat> there is no evidence to suggest that there is a connection with any underworld gangs. Well, let me just say this: um, most people don't drop you to the bottom of the water plastic bags and tied to a metal post unless there's some type of gang activity going on or somebody doesn't like you for whatever reason. Um, just before his disappearance in 83, he withdrew $1,800, uh, which nowadays is probably $3,300, which was not unusual for him, uh, the self-confessed heavy gambler. Okay, so to kind of dispel some of the things is no, it wasn't a crucifix. <clears throat> and yes, he most certainly was a victim of somebody that uh, he owed money to. So gangland, whatever you want to call it, racketeering. Um, yeah, he, he was, he was a victim of that. Uh, now that the remains have been identified, a victimology can start to be formed and pieces of the puzzle can start to placed together with questions such as what was he doing around the time of his death? Uh, he was dying. That's what he was doing. Or he was actually being abducted and held captive. That's what he was doing. And being tied to a metal pole after he was beaten up. Uh, were there any financial issues? Yeah, of course there were. You just said he was taking money out of a, a bank, so... The unusual method of killing and disposing of the bodies is excessive and is unlikely to be a random attack carried out by a stranger. No, it wasn't. It was somebody that, <clears throat> it wasn't a stranger, it was somebody that he owed money to. This sort of crime is seen more concurrent with gang-related violence. Well, you just told me two, two, two paragraphs ago that it wasn't gangland violence, so make up your mind. Yes, it was. Done with the intent of sending a message to warn others not to cross them again. Well, one, it wasn't a cross. Second, how 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 does it warn ever anybody if he's underwater? They can't see it. Hmm. So let's tear this apart a little more. The manner in which he was found displays displayed on a cross like Jesus. No, no, he wasn't displayed on a cross like Jesus. Jesus was nailed to a cross. It only had one vertical piece of metal. This had four uh, 
Could it be part of a religious group? No, he was a gambler. <clears throat> oh, it even gets better here. Is it possible that the murder has nothing to do with gambling and is more satanic and occult in nature? No. He ripped somebody off and they they killed him, put him on a big piece of metal and dumped him in the water. Uh, <clears throat> is it possible that there were more victims that haven't been found yet? Yeah, of course there are. You know, it, it, was this the work of a serial killer? No, it wasn't the work of a serial killer. It was the work of somebody that got pissed off because they didn't get paid their money back. Uh, there's also questions of whether uh, he was attached to the cross and tortured before he was thrown into the to the river. No, there's no question about that. He died from blunt force trauma to the head, which means, yes, he was beat up before he was put on the piece of metal, not a cross, piece of metal, and thrown into the water. It says, however, the autopsy, the autopsy report has not been made public, so we are unable to speculate on this any further. Wait a minute, you just told me on line number one he, he, he died of blunt force trauma, according to the coroner. So what are you saying here? And this is for, oh my God, I, who, I gotta find out who wrote this. Uh, while little evidence to work on uh, such a long period has elapsed, it is unlikely that the case will be solved anytime soon, and currently information is urged to be reported to the Crime Stoppers. Christ, I hope this isn't Crime Stoppers writing this thing. Jesus, who wrote this? Just, let me just scroll up there for a second. Find out what's going on with this thing. Um, Tasman Francis. Where the hell did this come from? What, Australia. Oh, shit. I just wiped it out. Nope, let me try to get back. This is an article called Australian True Crime and Unsolved Mysteries. This article is an an unsolved mystery. Let me just reread this again, just to make sure I, I saw what I saw here. Now, didn't he just say down at the bottom that there has no been no official cause of death? But yet, right in paragraph two, the coroner ruled that the case of the of death was blunt force trauma, force head injury. He was presumed to have been dead in an undetermined location. Well, of course he was. Holy mackerel, Andy. You need a proofreader here. But anyway, so that's another case from Australia. Um, had to pick it apart a little bit. Didn't realize I was going to run myself into one of these articles that are completely confusing, but you kind of get the gist of what the story is. A uh, gambler cheats somebody, uh, takes money, probably owes a lot of money to people that are involved in some type of gangland activity because there is a lot of gangland activity over in Australia, just like Canada. Um, people get pissed off, taking them to a secluded area, smack them in the head with something, kill them, tie them to this object, not a crucifix, an object, one parallel post, one long parallel post, and, uh, four small horizontal posts, or four small vertical posts and one long horizontal post, whatever way you want to consider it, but it's not a crucifix, okay? Um, 
we have identified him. We know he was a gambler. We knew that there was finances involved because he wouldn't have stopped. He wouldn't have take $1,800 out. And this is, so, so what we learned is we, we learned about the rack man or the man on the crucifix. We also learned why we don't read articles online or, or why we don't use online articles and or newspapers as a 100% reliable source for information because obviously um, they do make a few mistakes, especially when it's not proofread, but with that being the case, in 2018, didn't we have, we had Gramley back then, right? Yeah, we had Gramley and Pro Writer. Okay, well, that's just my, that's just my issue. Okay, so, once again, this is episode 94. I am Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This episode is the Man on the Crucifix, which happened not to be a crucifix. So, what am I going to tell you? Well, instead I'm telling you about being in a dark parking lot in a dark path or a dark alleyway, I am going to tell you don't go out on a boat with somebody that you don't know, and especially if they got a big piece of metal with them and a pipe. Furthermore, if you owe people money and somebody says, hey, guy, you want to go out for a bear? No, you don't. You don't want to go out for a bear. When they're not looking, you want to run like hell and hope you get out of there before they catch you. With that being said, this is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker Podcast, episode 94.